seat, grab a drink, let's talk it out. Me and you and the world, we can work it out. Fan by office hours. That's crisp. Hey, folks. Welcome to a brand new episode of West Coast Office Hours, the show that normally now airs on Mondays, but since yesterday was Memorial Day and my plans fell through, we're doing a Tuesday episode. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your your host. You should be thankful for what we're doing for you. You should be. Uh, I am your host, editor-at-large, John Warren. Uh, editor-at-large for fanby.com. It should be stressed. You might have found this accidentally, you know, <laughs> not through Fanbyte channels. So you might be wondering, what is Fanbyte? And so, yeah, I'm the editor-at-large for that. Oh, and also joining us, yeah, what? I can tell you all about what Fanbyte is. I'm just going to fanbyte.com slash about. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Damn it! We changed this from the corporate page. Damn it! Yeah, we did. Damn it! Yeah, we did. Good work. Uh, that is, that of course is the voice of our new intern, Ren. Hi, Ren. Hi. Fanbite is about making the intersection of gaming, entertainment, and technology oh, obsessions. No. Pop. No, no, no. Oh, no. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. No, we can't do this again. <laughs> uh, also uh, joining us is of course Nikki Grayson, the social editor for Fanbite.com. Ollie. And so when um. <clears throat> When are you going to the tent? Uh, So I'm waiting for Paul's kind of email. I figure that it works kind of the same way as Hogwarts, where you just kind of get like um, a talk. Like in this case, I would assume it's a singing telegram uh, kind of Uh shows up at my home, um, kind of inviting me uh, to the tent uh, where I guess they'll just kind of put me up. um, Right. For, uh, I think I can make it four weeks. You think you can make it four weeks? No, absolutely not. I get eliminated week one. Um, what the yeah. fuck easily, is easily, easily. Uh, We're talking about the Great British Baking Show. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. I'm going to go back to being checked out then. Okay. No. It's, it's <laughs> 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 I mean, that the cool thing about British Bake Off is that I also check out when I watch that show. That's the beauty That's of the it. That's the beauty of it. You That's can the cut, best you show can... of all time because it's the ultimate checkout show. But also, if you're locked into it, it's also very good. Yeah, and and the speed which you can kind of clock in and clock out of it is unmatched. It's it's like yep. no other show because you can watch someone make a mistake and go from zero to chopped kind of in an instant. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you did make two loaves of bread. Yeah. Is that with Kyle? You made that with Kyle? Yeah, that, these are, these are Kyle's, um, second and third children, uh, proper loaf, loaf, loaf children. Um, so the, I'm trying to send you JPEGs, but we have three, we have two kids. Um, one of them is called, uh, uh, Loafy. Uh, he's kind of in the shape of a loaf. And then the other one, um, is Kyle, is called Roundy. And he's round. He's just kind of a bull. Yeah, a bull. A bull. Now, um, Ren, do you know what a bull is? Do I know what a bull? Am I familiar with a bull? I assume it's a kind of. I assume it's a kind of bread. I assume it's a variant of bread that I'm that I don't know about. It's basically just a ball. Yeah, it's French for ball. 
It's French well, yeah, for ball. I, I, know that, I know that it's French for ball. Because <laughs> yeah, you're the only one on this call that speaks speak any French. French. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do speak French. Yeah. No, but did you know that it, it means ball of bread in French, contextually speaking? Uh, no. I did not until recently, by the way. Yeah. So you score you score the boule before it kind of goes into the oven. Um, and that's kind of to release some of the steam, but not all of it. Right. Because um, you need some of it to kind of, those. that's where those bubbles come from. Debubelles. Mm-hmm. Um, Debubelles. Um, How do you say bubble in French, Ren? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Bobble. Bubble. It's bobble. Bobble. Yeah, like like trinkets and baubles that you put on your Christmas tree. Well, hey, guess, hey, guess what? This might surprise you. Yeah, what's that? La boule. It's, it's just boule. boule. Yeah, it's just boule. Oh, la boule? It's just it's just boule, the word that you've been saying, la boule. What? what? Yeah. yeah. Ball and bubble is, is the same? Yeah. yeah. Idiots. That's weird. Get a better language. Did, I mean, listen, so you did, could also... Okay, I did forget about this word, which is very funny, which is... <laughs> okay. Uh, l- 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, hey. Uh, no, no, sorry. Are you sorry. okay? You just, yeah, sorry, you, cut you, just out. Did a, you did a Foley effect for a babbling brook in a Miyazaki film. What was what was that that you just said? The word I was going for was was glue glue le glue glue, uh-huh. uh, which is which is a word for bubble. It's, it's a word for gurgle, uh, gobble, bubble. Um, so yeah, le glue glue. Um, uh, is. Glue Glue is also a character in PJ Masks. Um, I'm sorry, what? This is Glue Glue. He's a character on PJ Masks. What? What's what? PJ Masks? The the television cartoon for children. PJ Masks. It's like um, it's like Paw Patrol, but different. Are they cops they're on that su- one too? No, they're superheroes. So yes, they are. Oh they're superheroes. yeah, <laughs> yeah su- superheroes are just are just the biggest cops. Yeah, um, they're they're u- they're uber cops. They're uber if you cops. Will. Yeah, um, he's like yo like original Yo Yo and original Babu. He is shown to be quite friendly, playful, and funny towards his friends. Um, he is also shown to get extremely grumpy whenever he's punished in school, as emph- as emphasized in Les Pajamis. The Magistrat La Sorcerie, which is the magic school of magic. Yes. Pajamas. Uh, Glue Glue's just doing a pervert thing in a Yoshi outfit. Yeah, as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, this Griffin McElroy ass child. Oh my God. We can't. God, <laughs> y'all, I was, I, we, we cannot. We cannot. I don't. <laughs> we can't. I will, I will say something that will get us in trouble. I will say something no, that will get we us can't. in trouble. We, we can't. I've already... I've already spent too much time in Camp McElroy this morning. I can't. I can't go back. Let me. I let's, can't. Let me tell you about a little game called Bioshock Infinite. I uh, know. Please don't. <laughs> I read the whole thread and cried the entire morning. I got. I got to the. I got to the tweet about what. What the new Bioshock would be, and completely passed away. <laughs> Rest in peace to my guy. Fucking, fucking Earth Kingdom. <laughs> Incredible. Earth Kingdom. Yeah. It's all there. I, I just, uh, I just we can't. We can't. can't. We're going to like, lose listeners. If anyone ever we're gonna finds lose this, listeners. we're going to be canceled. That's fine. Listen, they gave me so much good good times, you know. They did. They yeah. Did. Um so your bread your bread baking went well, huh? It went pretty good. Uh way better than our first loaf. Our first loaf overproofed um mm. and was very dense. It tasted fine, but it was so chewy. 
Um, but yeah. these, this one, pretty good, delicious, incredible, just some, just some butter, and that's it. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need for good, good. That's good bread. Now we did try to make clam cakes the other night. No, what? Okay, now a clam cake is a Rhode Island specialty. Clam cakes. Clam cakes are a Rhode Island specialty um, where they are not like uh, crab cakes. Crab cakes? They are not like that. They are basically donuts, not sweet. They're like donuts, so it's fried dough with clam chunks inside. Um, Oh, so so a fritter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 clam fritters. Oh, they're fritters. They're clam fritters. fritters. Jesus Christ. Rhode Island, sorry, you can't just call those clam Clam cakes. cakes, Those are fritters. Yeah. Idiots. Um, God. Damn. Just because foghorns and lighthouses are all you ever fucking see or hear doesn't mean you just call them clam cakes. Damn. Um, John really wants you to road island. Speaking of Bioshock Infinite, clam cakes. Um, Idiots. And we tried to do them and they, we, oh, wow, we, we fucked that up. (laughs) How'd you fuck it up? I think the recipe we followed just was wrong. Like, just straight up was wrong. Because we followed the, the the recipe to the T. We usually only mm-hmm. do that when, like, we're trying something completely new that we don't have experience with. Because a lot of times we'll, like, if it's, like, ah, it's, like, a chicken and pasta dish. And you'll be like, ah, I know how to make both of these. Like, I, I can get there. Uh, but this uh-huh. one, we had absolutely no idea what the fuck we were doing. So we followed it to the T. And then, like, we took, they fried up and they looked correct. And then we both at the same time, Keith and I took a bite out of one and our mouths just kind of like bit into it and immediately bounced back because they were just so doughy inside. And that Ooh. dough was like gray. It wasn't, it was cooked, oh, but gray? not like correct. Oh, so no, that's a good sign. I think when, when the food you're eating yeah, is gray. Yeah, when the food is gray. So anyway, yeah. So we <laughs> kind of threw, we made, we made, we made, uh, twelve of them and threw all of them away. Um, yeah, but I God. did. I did make really good coleslaw, and that was good. So ah. we did eat coleslaw and tater tots for dinner that eve. Can now, I- when you say good coleslaw, what's that like? Um, I mean, I like coleslaw. So if you don't like coleslaw, then you won't think that this coleslaw is good. Well, there's never been good coleslaw. So, what was what was it that you liked about the, the whole, coleslaw all of thing? it? So, like, I like coleslaw. Like, I yeah, think but... that the wet, I think that the wet salad tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> Is my thing. So, this salad was wet with mayonnaise and oh. um, like was like wet with mayonnaise and like cabbage juice. Obviously, like just kind of like the the detritus of cabbage. Uh-huh. Um, and honey mustard and like a Dijon mustard to kind of uh, give it a little bit of a kick. See, um, here's the thing. Yeah. Technically, I mean, uh, technically I manage this podcast right yeah, now. Up? I don't, you know, why would I start a podcast and then allow you to describe <laughs> coleslaw? <to me? laughs> Like, I feel like here, I have to here, like. Can I, can I do a quick palate cleanser from that? Yeah. And describe sure. the, the what I had for dinner tonight? Sure, sure. So I had the most fucking baby mouth ass white people fucking dinner I think that's ever existed. Okay. Uh, my sister, so my mom, uh, my mom did have work tonight, um, so she was not at home. 
And she asked me, by the way, I'd like to uh, apologize for the saxophone. It's going to be kind of just <laughs> diffuse throughout this whole it's episode. Ambiance. It's just, yeah, the ambiance of a 14-year-old playing the fucking goose instrument no. uh, for the next uh, duration of this podcast. So um, we did have um, uh, noodles, like elbow noodles, you know, uh-huh. uh, with butter and salt uh, and uh, uh, frozen chicken tenders. Uh, with nothing no. on them, uh, <laughs> okay. that, I, that I did have to, I I ate them with like hot with hot sauce. I got some hot sauce because I'm not a complete monster. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Just just noodles with butter and just a little bit of salt because my sister is allergic to salt. It's a little fun what? fact about her. Well, 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 well okay. So well. here's well, okay. <laughs> So, kind of how Friends, does she eat and be everything. alive? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, the way it works is if she has, like, direct salt, we're talking, like, fucking, like, NACL like co- of the, fucking. Yeah, of the, of the kosher variety. Yeah, NACL fucking chunk-o-salt. Uh, it makes her nose itch at the beginning, and she complains for, like, four hours straight about her oh, nose itching. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, there's that. So but it's, she like, has it's like too not like much. a no, no, no. If she has oh, okay. too much, right. she breaks out in hives. Okay. From from the salt, uh, which means that all of the food in my house, if anyone but me makes it, is fucking horribly undersalted, uh, and then you have to salt it yourself, which is fine. But also, like Jesus Christ, that's so, not. Hey, that's not fine. Like yeah, it isn't right. fine. Not, that's really bad. Actually, that, like that fine. sounds. Like hell, yeah. It's really, really cool. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the culinary experience I'm working with. Um, also, I do want to I do want to point out that the dinner you described was is fine. It's not actually that bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not honestly, that like, bad, but it's definitely I, some I, baby mouth ass food. Sure, but I I I don't know. I often eat things that are just really just bowls of slop I mix together from the fridge. <laughs> Like coleslaw. Um, yeah, like coleslaw. <laughs> now describe that again so I could yarts my lunch up, please. So it's okay. So what you're gonna kind of want to get is kind of shred. I'm gonna cut you off there. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I just envisioned wet cabbage and I got real upset. All cabbage white. is it's, wet. No, yeah, but that's it's, what it's, makes it's, cabbage. No, 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 no. no but it's you white. You ever eat some fucking sauerkraut? Well, you're fucking up if your coleslaw is only white. That means you didn't put mustard in it. Yeah, but you have you ever been to the South? Yeah, dog. With white people? Yeah, dog. And it yeah, sucks but, down there. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Now, what it's I'm bad. here to tell you is that black people figured out how to make coleslaw. And we I can't did it believe, correctly. I can't, I can't believe you're telling me that black people figured out <laughs> something good about food. I, <laughs> I, I refuse to believe it. Um, yeah, no, I believe it. I don't think I've ever... Listen, I don't love cabbage is the thing. Okay, so... now, now if you don't like cabbage, that's kind of a critical failure yeah. there. That you're never kind of, you're never going to really get I can there. never get out of that. Yeah. I, I can eat a good potato salad, but I like German potato salad more than like regular potato salad. German so. potato salad. Sometimes it's served warm and it's more mustardy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that tracks, that tracks, that tracks. Um, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Can't read that oh, one, but it was good. 
Yeah, I can't read that message, but it was funny. Um, uh, I've never had hot potato salad. So, okay, okay, here's a good question. What's what's uh, everyone's favorite preparation of potato? Oh. There is a correct answer. Oh, really? Yeah. Can I give a fact about me that's going to that's going to set you both like immediately Uh-oh. on edge? Okay, what? I like didn't fucking eat potatoes outside of like fries and chips uh until like 2 years ago. Hmm. Nikki has left the call. Nikki is now. Nikki did leave the call. Nikki what the left fuck? Yeah. So, okay. Okay. I'm gonna hey, unhire you. Yeah, I know. I know. That's that's what that's I fucking nice. said was gonna happen. No, it's okay. No, no, he's right. He's right. I should be unhired. So okay, here's what happened. One, uh, people don't know how to season their fucking food. People don't know how to season their fucking food, and they give you a potato that's like fucking plain, and you're like, why would I eat this? Why would I eat just a fucking whole ass plain potato? Shut the fuck up. Um, I mean, those are so I did. So, all right, bud. (laughs) (laughs) No, go on, go on. So I had, I got fucking my introduction to potatoes got fucked up so bad that I was yeah. just like, I don't need to engage with these really at all. Wow. And like, overall, I... I think they're fine. I'm still like, not like a huge potato person, but I think they're fine. Yeah, sorry, you're not a potato head, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a potato head. Um, yeah, I th- again, they're like, they're okay. A okay, fine well, food. I'll I'll put. No. It so you don't have a good opinion on this. So so John, what's kind of your take here? See, here's the thing, though, Nikki is I love potatoes so much. Yeah, they're God's kind of weird gift. I, I like really a good love potato potatoes. skin. Potato skins are good. That's my answer. Yeah, potato skins are great. Those are good. They are. See, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get up to what my favorite preparation okay. is. But I'm gonna go through some of my faves. A French fry. Mm-hmm. Gotta love a French fry. Gotta, love, gotta love those freedom fries. Yeah, you gotta please love only refer to them as freedom fries. This is the day after <laughs> Memorial Day. Uh, <laughs> Master Chief died for your sins, so please kind of respect. <laughs> um, so I love fries. I I love a I love a good baked potato. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. Baked potatoes are really how good. Do you, how do you um, like to load those babies? I I basically put more butter in it than is reasonable. Yeah. And then um, cheese, uh, a little bit of sour cream, and uh, bacon if I got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, also jalapenos if I got Ooh. it, too. Yeah. A little bit of a spicy treat. Um, so I like that. Um, I My mother makes something called Delmonico potatoes, which I make every Christmas. And it is basically red potatoes that are diced and then um, uh, mixed into a cream sauce and covered in cheese and baked. Um, wow, that sounds very delicious. Uh, they're very good. I eat those all the time. But the for me, the real preparation of potato is mashed. Wow. Okay. That's that's it for that's me. That's a good for me, take. That's it. You know what, Iris? I can respect that. The correct answer is scalloped. Scalloped um, is great. Thank you for Scalloped playing. are great. Uh, or potato au gratin, if you're French. Right, right, um, right. Au gratin. Uh, au gratin. But, yeah. Yeah, mashed potatoes. I kind of didn't really come around on mashed potatoes because the only mashed potatoes that I kind of had eaten for a for a 
long time was of the like the KFC variety. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, See, you you need to make have you ever made your own? Yes, 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 yes. So in okay. I've remedied this this short shortcoming. Okay. Um I put so much heavy cream and butter in my potatoes. Yeah, it's yeah. it like uh like the FDA calls me. They're like, <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I'm like, yeah, just trust me. It's just fine. trust me on this one. It's gonna it's um, gonna come together. Don't you worry. I can't bake, Nikki. Yeah, that's fucked up. So like, why? You have all of the tools, and, and I have the, all the tools. The instructions are kind of all over there. the place. Uh huh. And yeah. all you've got to do, John, is kind of just. It's like coloring by numbers. You kind of just have to kind of just do it the same as it says on the paper. Now, John, are you uh-huh. familiar with numbers? I, I'm, I've, I've heard of them yet. Mm-hmm. Should I be using them in some way? Or? Yeah, so what you're going to want to do is like measure out the stuff that, uh, that, that Molly Boz kind of wants you to put mm. into, the, into the bowl. Yeah. Um, and then you put it in the oven and it comes out and it's done. Ah, so last night in my, I made a chocolate cake that did not turn out well. It was like a brick. Ooh, what? Yeah. It was hard. It's, it's very, very dense. It's so dense and dry. Hmm. Okay. So Can you I, wa- walk it, me through it? Walk me through it. No, no, no. Just, uh, well, okay. I, I made a cake. Oh, okay. Cool. Wow. I, I followed I followed a recipe of a trusted friend. Okay. And I followed it to the T. Or at least I thought I did. Because in my in my like despondent throes of of despair, I Googled why did my cake turn out bad? <laughs> and the SEO did pick up uh tasteofhome.com. Are you making any of these 10 common cake mistakes? I'm going to read these off to you. Yes. Okay. Mistake one, using the wrong pan. Okay. Now, can you imagine? <laughs> I just, listen, I think it's, I think if you're just getting into baking, I think this one is excusable, but also very funny to me. Just the idea of like, most cake recipes do tell you what kind of pan to use. And just if they're, if you just use the wrong one, it's just very funny to me. Uh, I did not do that. I used the correct pan. It was a loaf pan, uh, nine by five and a half, um, or nine and a half by five. Uh, but mistake number two: baking in a naked pan, meaning just you don't grease you the don't pan. You don't grease the pan. Um, so your cake will just like never come out. Uh, which I did. I I I did just fine. I I greased it. Using cold ingredients. Now here's where I might have gone off the rails. Because I did allow my butter to soften, but when I cracked those eggs in there, the shells were still cold. Ooh, that's a critical. Yep. That you can't, you can't do that. That is, that is, uh, you can't do that. That you right. can't do. Um, traditionally frowned upon. It's traditionally frowned upon. Traditionally and frowned upon. Here's why. So I also made a baking mistake, but I wasn't planning on telling y'all about it. Um, but I will now tell you about it. We had extra. Um, fucking, what are they called? Fucking frosted flakes, in yeah. a in a box, kind of on top of our fridge. And we were like, "What do we do with these?" And I was like, "Well, I could eat them." And Catherine said, "No, I would like to bake a cookie with them." And I said, "Okay." So we took some butter that was cold. Now this was our mistake. Temperature for liquids of butter is which? Of butter is one. 
Butter is a liquid <laughs> in this situation. Yeah. Uh, in the purposes for the purposes of baking, sugar and butter are wet. Um, butter has to be the correct temperature as listed in the ingredients or in the recipe, or else it'll either get too hard and not work, or get too soft and run everywhere. If it's not already at temperature, right. So our cookies yeah. got really flat because yeah, the got butter flat. ran out. Right. Now, my cake, because the eggs were cold, is about half an inch shorter than it probably should be. Right. And it's then it, it, it is like a brick of cocaine. <laughs> is that pass? Okay. Number four, scooping flour from the bag. I always do this. Yeah. I pack it tight. I pack nope. it so fucking Mm-mm. tight. Dumb. Yeah. I have a digital do scale. That. It's on my counter. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. I just I just pack it. I pack it. I dump it and I mix it and it and I'm like, why well, didn't it turn out bad? Yeah, it's because it's too much flour. You would you like another tip flour. for that? Yeah. If you don't have a if you don't have a scale on your uh, countertop, and for some reason you okay. First of all, get a fucking digital scale. They're really yeah, cheap. Not, they're like they're thirteen not, they're dollars. Not yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. change your life. Get a right. digital scale. If you don't have one, the way you're supposed to do it is you're supposed to have your flour dispenser or whatever thing that your flour is stored in and you're just supposed to loosely kind of fork it in I use use a fork to aerate it and fork it into the measuring cup uh-huh I'm not gonna do that okay well use the fucking digital scale then okay well. uh, but otherwise you'll, you'll, you'll digital fail yeah otherwise that's my only fail. contribution to this whole fucking segment of the goddamn podcast because you motherfuckers have been up on baking for three hours and you should listen, get to listen, I'm, excited. We're, we're gonna, I'm excited i swear we're i swear we're gonna get to video games after this because i have so many things to say but go oh ahead. my god i've played so many video games continue but that's it okay, good. that's it that's no, it okay continue with baking no, 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 that was it for the no, flour no, no. tip. No, well, believe me, I've got six other fucking baking mistakes that I made. So here we go. Uh, mistake number five, not measuring your ingredients in advance. I don't know how big of a deal That's this nothing. is, but I definitely never do it. Yeah. I but mean, you should do mise en place. I never do. Yeah, but like, no, who's going to fucking know, you know? That's just no like, one's gonna know, yeah, no one's going to know it, if you don't mise en place. Like, no, like Claire's not going to come into your apartment. And I kick you in the shins and be like, listen, you didn't fucking put it in the glass God. bowls, in the 38 glass lo- bowls I'd, you have. I would I would love to make a baking mistake and Claire beats the shit out of me. <laughs> anyway, is this still on? <laughs> <laughs> Steven. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, friend. Friend just posted <laughs> pixelated boats tweet from today. Wario is Mario's son, which I swear he's tweeted before. I'd like but to, anyway, I'd like to point out the important part is that is that Twitter did try and fact check the tweet. Oh it's yeah, good. no, that's very good. Uh, number six, yeah. under overbeating the batter, batter. I don't know. Maybe I did. Yeah, that one's hard. To, that one's hard to tell. You're, you're like you're supposed to stop once it comes together, like the second it comes together. But like I don't know. Who's to say? It's hard. What you Who's don't want to do. Basically, the reason you do that is so you don't create too much gluten. Right. Um, and if you're Correct. baking without gluten, you're a fraud. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mistake number seven, baking on the wrong rack. I, I did. I, I baked on the correct rack, which is the middle. It's fine. Yeah. Um, mistake number eight, baking by time only. I didn't really do that. I poked it. So yeah. it was fine. Uh, mis- the, the, I'm going to skip nine. 
Real quick. Okay. Why? Okay. Speaking, Mistake. Now nine Mis- is the one. Now here's why. Here's a little kind of peek behind the kimono, uh, Ren. <laughs> Whenever John skips one in a list, it's because that's the one he definitely fucking did. So he's gonna uh, kind of yeah. swing back around to it at the end. That's so let's let him hear. Gonna you, happen. you always end on a crescendo. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. 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 Classic music. End on, the end on a crescendo. <laughs> <laughs> Every story ends with its climax <laughs> yeah, and immediately every... finishes. That's classic <laughs> music right there. Okay. Mistake number 10. Baking with boxed mixes. This one's just rude. Yeah, this one's like... That's classic, this huh? This is rude. You it's like, listen, some people, yeah. they just don't have it. And yeah. Let them bake with, let them let bake. Them bake with the box. It's easy. How the fuck are you supposed to learn? Like, that's a good way to learn. Like, It's a very good like, way for a child to learn. techniques, right? How do, yeah. how do I learn how to fucking mix this properly? I'm going to use mm-hmm. a box mix. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, like, it's... physically mix, not, like, mix ingredients. I mean, like, how do I physically do this? Right, yeah. I mean, I just thought this one was, like, rude as shit. So I was like, well, that's rude. Okay. Number nine, (laughs) slicing into a warm cake. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which, um... (laughs) Everything I've ever baked, I just immediately no, fucking slice no, into. No, no, so. no, no, you can't, you can't. I'm, but I'm not, I'm not patient. I, I know just, that's I'm the like, hardest. That's the hardest part. We had yeah. to wait an hour for this fucking bread to cool. An that's hour. So much. That is, it's bullshit. But if yeah. you don't wait the hour, it completely ruins the inside because right. like it's still cooking still cooking it's still cooking even though you've taken it out anyway i'm i fucked up this cake real bad can i tell you the really cursed thing that ann did though my yeah, wife what? okay i was so upset last night and she just kept like <laughs> just being like you're being a baby you fucked up some easy stuff like don't like just do it you know try it again it's fine you know because this happens every time i fuck something up right is i get just r- unbelievably pouty and shitty as a 35 year old just just like Aah! just in <laughs> in the corner of my kitchen just like yelling into uh like empty cupboards and stuff so that's that's what happens uh and this morning got up and she looked at me and she goes i'm gonna go bake a cake now she has never baked a cake in her life now that's fucked and, up and I go, okay, why? And she was like, I don't know. I want to see if I can do it. And she was, and she was like, what? Don't tell me how to do it, but what's in it? And I go, uh, okay, fat, flour, uh, eggs, and uh, sugar. And she was just like, okay. And then, <laughs> and then made a cake, um, just blind, and it was moister than the one uh, I made. And so, boy. how does it feel to get fucking owned from near orbit? That's incredible. Incredible. It was pretty bad. Now, I'm not saying it was a great cake. It wasn't. In fact, she put two tablespoons of baking powder in it, which which definitely definitely did some things to the texture. (laughs) But it was... uh, it was it was better than my cake. I will honestly admit that. Real wet cake. Real wet cake. Anyway. Wow, that's tough. I know it was it was hell today. The ba- the past twenty four hours has been the worst of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, why are there so many video game announcements? Um, because we canceled E three. Did y'all talk about this on FanWith? No, we talked okay. about. You want to know what we talked about on FanWith this week? Yeah, tell me. Um, a Farscape 
for a lot of it and then Fraggle Rock for kind of the rest of it. Wow. All right. So we're not going to hit either one of those in this <laughs> no, one. Okay, no, good. No, no, Yeah. So kind of Merit, uh, an exterminator came to Merit's house. So Merit had to dip for like 30 minutes, um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like three or four minutes after we started. Um, so there was kind of no one to rein us in on the Farscape and Fraggle Rock conversation. Okay. So, so, so this episode of West Coast Office Hours is going to be a lot like um, – like a fucking Talking Dead or whatever, yeah. where they basically just look at, <laughs> man, ooh, what did they talk about on Fanwith? Oof, Fraggle Rock for 32 minutes? That's not great. I've always, you joke, I have only, I've been kicking around the idea of wanting to do podcasts about episodes of podcasts. No, Nikki, shut so the fuck up. This is, this so is basically, Nikki. I've always wanted it to do, I've always wanted to do it for Mabim Bam. Because it's it's an inbuilt. There's already f- over like 500 episodes, uh huh, and they're only an hour long. So if you make the episodes an hour long, that's already instantly that's 500 episodes, and you don't have to like do any work. Oh, Jesus Christ! God, that's so cursed. What it's a, a cursed good idea. idea. <laughs> Motherfucker, you cannot Welcome. bring up that particular area you are you are fucking dangling no, it's you are a good dangling idea. some shit i cannot no, say in front of there's, me and I'm there's so nothing, there's nothing right else now. there's nothing else what i'm saying is that we should there should be a talking dead but for podcasts there should be a talking dead but for podcasts uh that'll d- god damn it mm-hmm. all right anyway all right, we're gonna move on from this idea okay so we won't talk about Fraggle Rock. Jesus I, I, I saw. I listen. Okay, I, I know. I just read a fucking web page, y'all, and I'm really sorry about that. But I, I Natalie Flores, uh, our wonderful weekend writer, um, did us a really big solid and wrote all of the, uh, fucking things, all the fucking showcases yes. that are coming. I have. Have you? I haven't. No, okay. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't looked, looked at this page. piece, so I would love it actually if you okay. read them to me. May twenty sixth. That's today. The wholesome direct. Yeah. Now I'm going to come back to the wholesome direct. <clears throat> okay, so that happened today. Yeah. May twenty seventh. PlayStation State of Play. That's twenty minutes dedicated to the Last of Us Part Two. Okay. Great. Great. I'm gonna. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> now already. Now already in June we go off the fucking rails here. Okay. All right. I'm ready. June 5th to 24th. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, sorry. Did you, just, did you just say a doing some math 19 day span? A 19 day burning man of fucking Max Scoville at IGN Summer of Gaming. IGN has announced its summer gaming event, a global digital event set to begin this June to bring you the latest news and impressions. Now, around. is it just one a day? Is it just like one thing a now, day? Now, Are we talking this is, like... Rin, Rin, it yeah, is such please. a good question that you've asked. It is such a good question that you've asked. Because they released... Do you remember when Anthem came out and they had the, like, the fucking, like, flow chart of when you could uh, unlock your pre-order and everyone freaked out about it? It was basically, like... 
the most confusing chart in Thank the history of charts. for talking about the literal one thing I know about Anthem. I was about to joke yeah. that, like, if you put a gun to my head, I could not tell you a single thing about the video game Anthem. But, but, but you then you did that. say the one thing that I do know about the video game Anthem. Which it's the one notable thing. Fucking wild release, release, uh strategy like schedule right yeah so so they ign basically released this like in incomprehensible list like a graphic of when these things are happening no times no times attached you can guess just you can guess but no times attached i mean um, yeah just guess it just it feels like an 11 a.m situation right i don't know like all well, of what, who, who is doing it it's it. So they're happening in this in the San Francisco office. They're all going back in. Ziff wants them back. Ziff wants them back. Ziff wants them back Wait, in the is office. That a, is that a Ziff Davis one? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that one's that. Okay. June sixth, Indie Live Expo. It is a Japanese indie okay. uh, showcase. Nice. Now, <laughs> what time do you think that is? That's at three a.m. It's at 4 a.m. Yeah. Oh, fuck, that's what I was going to say. God damn it. Yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, this is where it also gets really confusing. The Gorilla Collective, uh, starting okay. 10 a.m. on June 8th. It is the one hosted by Greg Miller and produced by Media Indie Exchange. And that morning, I guess they're doing a Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. But also the next three things are also basically just part of the gorilla collective it's paradox insider Mm -hmm. which is just the swedish developer paradox talking and then it's the pc gaming show which is all about the new game boy that's coming out handheld wait wait i'm just kidding it's just about pc games the pc game that was at e3 last year yes yes that was at e3 Wait, well, were, were they at E3 or did they pretend they were at E3? They were they were E3 adjacent. Okay, they pretended they were at E3. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. It was an EA play yeah. situation. It was an EA play situation, yes. Uh, so, yeah, that happens. Then at 2.30 Pacific, it's Games Radar Future Games Show, which has the... Okay, this is the Vegas thing. <laughs> now, the Future Games Show. Now, is, uh-huh. this, is this... Okay, what... Future is interesting to me because it gives a nice wide time scale for when yeah. these games could be coming out. Uh, listen, everybody's excited for like the fucking 2020, 2021 announcements, right? I'm going to the yeah. future game show looking for my 2035 video game announcements. Yeah, exactly. It's the most vague description. Quote, a digital showcase of the most exciting games of 2020 and beyond. As we prepare for the launch of next generation consoles, PS5 and Xbox Series X. No indication of like really what we're seeing, just games. Here yeah. you go. Games. I'm really excited for the 2035 release. Uh, wind spelled with a Y. The sequel to. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wind spelled with a Y. The sequel to Riff and the sequel to Mist. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would absolutely buy that. Yes. Uh yeah, a sequel, a sequel to uh, then a forty-year-old game. I would love that. Um, the Steam Game Festival. That's just Valve saying here games that you can now buy on Steam. Mm-hmm. Now this is where it, this is where it's tough to say things without getting in trouble. Right. The Escapist Indie Showcase, June eleventh. Yeah. 
that's enough. The Escapist is running a two-hour showcase focused on indie games in partnership with GOG.com. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and guess that's just two hours of the Castle Doctrine 2. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was going to say, at least they're being succinct. Like, two hours, that's good. None of that 19-day shit. <laughs> Not 19 <IGN>. days. <laughs> the Escapist is just a dare at they that point. <laughs> over at IGN, they fucking hook their, hook their interns up to a treadmill and are like, here you go, fuckos. Yeah. 19 days. Yep. Game. Good and luck. Then the same, and then the same day, the yeah, same day, the same EA day. Play, yeah. 4 p.m. Play. Now, <sighs> whatever. Is I this, mean, like, whatever. Does we fucked up. It does. But we fucked up. Like, we fucked up. We got rid of E3. E3. Yeah, we killed E3, and basically... We've kind of entered the warring states <sighs> period of, of, right. <laughs> of games yeah. writing. Yeah, like, no one... No one le- legitimately, and I don't mean this as a gift, or as a, as a, as a goof. Nobody no, like thought... A gift yeah, nobody thought about what the end of E3 meant. Yeah. Like, everyone was like, well, okay, let me rephrase. A lot of people were like, this thing's fucking dead. But, like, didn't kind of think about the beauty of a dedicated week where you could reliably go to the video games. Like, you could, Mm -hmm. you could, everyone went to the video games and the video games were all in one spot and they were all there. And now everyone and their mother with a .com URL is like, oh, there's a space here. So, like, what's actually going to happen is you're going to get stuff like the, what was this called? The Wholesome thing? The Wholesome Direct. The Wholesome wholesome Direct. The Wholesome Direct by folks on, like, more power to you than they did this whole thing. Never fucking heard of them. Like, I assume they were a collective that already existed. Yeah, they're probably just just some uh, some indie adjacent folks that had the the time and connections and blah, which blah, is blah. great. Never heard yep. of them. There were seven thousand people watching that stream. That yeah. that does not. That's nothing. Like I, I don't. I, that doesn't like. I feel like everyone would be better served kind of hitching their wagons to bigger names in an effort yeah. to get more eyeballs by by virtue of the fact that everyone knows that it's happening. <laughs> in the same week i i i like stumbled upon what is and and i i if you are an indie developer who's listening to this i i genuinely apologize for what i'm about to say i really i really am because it's like not a fun thing to hear someone say but i'm gonna be i'm just gonna be really honest someone on twitter when i was talking about this was like um you know i i see here 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 it is someone said uh I see what you're getting at because I was saying like, hey, it's crazy that 400 indies are being announced in June, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see what you're getting at, but indies have had basically zero presence at E3. Even last year with the absence of Sony, I think I saw two indie games. Now, this person who tweeted at me is correct. Like, I now have seen more indies around the beginning of June than I would have last year. That is correct. Do I remember a single one? No. No. No, I don't. Except for the ones I already knew about, like Ooblets and a couple of things. I I I didn't I didn't grab anything from the wholesome direct. 
And now we know that there are, I mean, I, I think I'm exaggerated slightly with 400, but I think something like 250 like indie games to be announced in June. Yeah. Um, no one's going to remember your yeah. game. Which almost, is sad. Uh, almost certainly. And and what was what was really fucked up is that this person pointing out that like, yeah, I never see any stuff at, at E3. But it was like, yeah. And honestly, that's not the event for it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, and it never it, was. It wasn't the event for it. It never was. And, and so, yeah, I would have to go look for indies. But like, I, we just don't have time. Like, most of us are not chasing this indie beat. And frankly, there are too many indie games to chase well, at I this think- point. Like I mean, it's like a fundamental structural problem in the industry. That's like that's like really right. difficult to remedy. I've seen I've seen people try and remedy it before, right? People here have tried to remedy it before at different play, at like different outlets, right? I believe Danielle right. did over at Waypoint did like a small game, like she would do a collection of like ten or like five small games every week, right? That's a yeah. ton of work, and like I'm that's sure a ton that, of work that did a lot for those games, and like. Th- like okay so as an intern right i'm just now entering the industry right i'm seeing how this functions as a business and like it's it's like a bummer but like when you're talking about how are we how are we distributing resources towards different stuff i want to live in the version of the industry where i get to write a fucking a a 2000 word piece on umarangi generation because i fucking love that video game but like i can't Mm -hmm. i can't do that right i'm gonna I am I am writing a, like a small like six hundred word piece on Umarangi generation, but like you get what I mean, right? Right. And yeah. I want people to be doing this small games coverage, right? I want someone to have that beat and like really fucking hit it. But the current state of the industry and the way that like we, the way that revenue functions here like doesn't allow for it, and it fucking sucks. Right. Um, so, yeah. And and I mean like. <sighs> The press covering your indie game is not everything because I, I can I can t- I mean you brought up you brought up Danielle Danielle has been basically doing this for a decade of like finding indie games and writing about them. She wrote about mine when I made one in 2014, and like like that that was a boost to our awareness, but it was not a boost in our sales. And so like the real target of I think like these indies needs to be these like really, really active, like steam communities and stuff like that. And it's like the, the, that's basically where I think the cachet and the success of your indie game is coming from more than these kind of showcases that are really, I still think framed for media, like maybe they are for the consumer now, but like, it still doesn't feel that way to me. And also those consumers still have the same kind of like shelf awareness that that we do like we're you can only see so much before everything starts to kind of look the fucking same yeah to be honest there's a huge difficulty i think with like trying to get across and, and like okay so like indie games is like a thing like let's let's pretend for a second that indie games can be boiled down to like a particular aesthetic or a particular scope right let's let's pretend that's how the industry works for a second we all know it isn't but let's say it is I, yeah. will, I have never reacted to seeing an indie game uh, presented the way I did when I saw Breath of the Wild for the first time. Ah, uh, sure. Right. But, right. Like, we're talking about a different kind of game being showcased, right? Showcases like that are effective for something like Breath of the Wild. 
right? right. Because I needed to see that for about 15 seconds. I needed to hear mm-hmm. one hit of music. I needed to see a particular landscape. I needed to see Link with a fucking laser bow, right? <laughs> right. That worked. Yeah. That was enough for yeah. that, right? But like indie games usually have a long pitch. They have the short pitch, right? But a lot of the short pitches look and feel the same. Again, if we're going to pretend the indie games like are is is a category that fucking means anything anymore, right? Um, it isn't. But there's a similar pitch to like a particular like let's take just the wholesome game showcase. There's a lot of similar pitches there, and they don't have the time from what I saw to actually differentiate them in interesting ways. And like yeah. get that information across, which is why you're right about needing like like fucking capital C content creators to actually let those right. games have legs. Yeah. Um, because like long form content is what sets them apart. Um, long form writing is what will set them apart. But like we don't have many opportunities to do long form writing like that. Yeah. I I mean I also think I I is. There, there's the you're absolutely right there's like the kind of the coverage aspect of it but there's so much of me that a lot of care went into today's like wholesome direct thing and and a lot of care came into like a marketing perspective of like hey how do we showcase this stuff blah 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 i would have <laughs> i mean this is not what they were trying to do with it so this is just me just reaching way the fuck into like everyone's business but like it probably would have been really good if someone had gone in there and basically curated a schedule of these indie games and said yeah like a bunch of this shit that you're not going to hear about until late next year don't even fucking bother talking about it right now like why like don't i i'm not going to remember this fucking thing that that you showed me 10 seconds of that you say is going to come out next year i'm not going to remember it this was so oh go ahead ryan I was about to say, Umarangi Generations is, I think, one of my new favorite video games. Full stop, right? If you had showed right. me a picture of Umarangi Generations, like, six months ago, and were like, this is coming out in six months, I would have fucking forgotten about it. That would yeah. have sucked, because, like, I wouldn't have found what is one of my new favorite video games on, like, the big list. But, like, that's just how this fucking... That's how this shit works. Like, you have to be giving that close deadline for announcements like this. The same thing goes for something like Hyperlight Drifter. Fucking, when I saw mm. Hyperlight Drifter, my brain went, holy shit, I want this, like, right now. And then they were like, right. yeah, it's coming out soon. I'm like, okay, cool. I can get excited about this. I can remember right. that for this long. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I felt... I just felt bad. I mean, listen. I One, people need to learn another word for something that makes them feel good besides wholesome. I'm done with that word. Second of all, um, yeah, I get it. Good I get em, it. Good but, warm warm warmies the warmies yeah it's warmies wholesome has such a fucking connotation to me but it's fine cinnamon roll yeah (laughs) um but like i just felt bad watching that and it's not because those games don't look good and or and was it you nikki that said all these you were saying all these games look like games are games just look good now yeah yeah. yeah, like, I'm going to make a bad-looking video. Like, you like you legitimately have to go out and, like, try to make a bad-looking video well, game now. Even the bad-looking yeah. video games, like, we... I think as a medium, like, we're getting to a point of, like... We're reaching a point of, like, aesthetic... I guess... Literacy? 
where like yeah. people know how to make things look good in like from like they know we know how to use the medium now right it, that we have spent fucking 30 years 40 years of, of video games being like okay cool how do we how do we create a static in this medium right and right. Like, we've hit the point where people have figured that shit out right yeah. umarangi generation doesn't look quote unquote good but that shit makes my brain light the fuck up because they understand the static in in a, yeah. in a way that people don't didn't before right low poly shit looks good now because we understand how to use that as an aesthetic so like yeah yeah, yeah i mean why it's... do i sound so angry about this i just realized that i like no. have been, like coming off very aggro about about my feelings <sighs> on on aesthetics i apologize no i i i listen i think i honestly i left a lot of I've left a lot of the past couple of weeks of like uh, announcements of announcements and replacement showcases and game reveals that have just felt so, I mean, it's just like we all looked at the cancellation of E3 and had the wrong reaction yeah. to it. Like that, that is so frustrating to me. Like yeah. it, it was such a, the, here's why is because E3 is coming back next year. Like, yeah. this is not, we don't get the, like, hmm, how, I don't know how else to put this. The shit that was, that should have died after this will not die, right? Because everyone's just going to be like, okay, we did it this year, and now we'll play it by ear and see how it well, goes next year. Right. We all In, fucked up. We're going to rebuild the Tower of Babel. We're going to try and rebuild yeah. the Tower of Babel. It's going to suck. <laughs> I, I mean, it it kind of reminds me. I I, I was um, I lived in Austin for uh, a uh, long Texas. time. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, so we have a festival there called South by Southwest, oh. and it was just a music and eventually kind of a film festival. But then, kind of what it covered started to evolve and grow, and what was one weekend turned into two weekends and then we filled in that week between the weekends and then it stretched to three weekends and a little bit uh before and after and i guess what i feel like i've seen with e3 is that we've seen e3 grow into a thing where more and more people are rightfully understandably kind of distraught with how e3 is and just wanted to kind of have their own piece of the action that they could control and then when E3 died, I, I I don't know why I expected this, but I guess I kind of thought most of the reactions would be, well, we don't really have to do that anymore, huh? Yes. We can just like, we can just fucking kind of do this on our time. And yeah, because that's the correct, that is that I, I mean, at least to me, I agree with you. That is the correct response to, to me. It's right. And like, like I'm I, I, I'm I'm about to give this game way too much like attention and like uh uh heft than I, I actually feel, but like the that Ghost of Tsushima reveal last week yeah. kind of struck me as kind of like what I would want from kind of you know, once every in a in a while, a game that I'm looking forward to gets a really like big breakdown of yeah. like twenty minutes and I'm like, Oh, cool. Like if I were really excited about that game, which I'm not, but if I were really excited about that game, I'd get really hyped about that. Right. And then that feels kind of like, and you could just do that whenever. Do that two months before a game comes out. Do that three months before a game comes out. Whatever. But like this kind of marketing machine of, 
we have to pack it all in in the summer. Why? Like, wh- like why? What opportunity are we are we are we snagging by doing this? I guess I I just don't get it. I don't really I don't see the value in it other than that video game industry hype man mentality that Jeff Keeley has, which is just like. Well, I'm kind of sad that we're not showing a bunch of stuff off. And then, like, he's like, well, we just have to do it. It's Um, weird, though, right? Because, like, I agree. But also, like, Jeff Keighley's approach to this, I think, was the correct one. And, like, I I feel like everyone else should have, instead of what actually happened, was Jeff Keighley announced that he was doing his thing that was going to be the length of the summer. And then very quickly, everyone else was like, Oh, word? Oh, we got to do our we own can, thing. Like, I, I honestly feel like there was going to be one, and of course it was Je- going to be Jeff Keighley. And now the actual game people should have played was how do I get into Jeff's thing instead of I'm going to start my own thing. Because well, now I, it's so, it's just so diluted that like, I, no, nothing's going to stick. The, yeah. the thing that I liked about what I saw of what I've seen of Jeff Keighley's thing so far, right? I watched the Valorant bit because I like Valorant, right? And and this is the thing that I want for every game, right? I don't, again, this this goes back to that. You cannot pitch me your indie game in, in a minute and a half. No. I want to see, I will watch a, a 15, a 10 minute interview. I will watch a 15 minute interview because that's, that's the person that I am, right? And like, do I stand for everybody? N- no. But I will remember if you can give me a solid pitch on your 15, like a 15 minute interview, then I will if you give me a minute and a half trailer, right? Like yeah. showing me a bunch of games with, with similar aesthetics, like one right after another and giving me like hints of developer interviews is cool. But like, I need more than that to latch on to, right? Like montages right. are montages for a reason. They allude to something larger. Right, they are a distillation of a bigger thing, and the wholesome direct didn't have a bigger thing. There wasn't like yeah, a larger thing that everything was being pulled from. It was a montage yeah. with no referent, and like right. you, that doesn't that doesn't work for me. And and I want to see the the Keeley style. I'm going to talk to these devs for like forty minutes, yeah. an hour. Right, that is what will get me excited about your video game. Is if I can see you explain the one little fucking cool thing that I can latch on to. I, I, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know if this is why. I, I have to imagine some of the people that announced something after Jeff did just had the same reaction I kind of did, which is just like, this guy cannot just be the mascot for the games industry. It's just, it can't, it, like, it can't. I'm sorry. Like, no, you're I don't right. have anything against Jeff Keighley, really. It's just like. Like I games are bigger than him. He is not games are bigger than this guy. Like, I'm sorry, but like not everything is going to get filtered through Jeff Keeley's. I'm kind of a journalist, but I'm kind of not. And I'm pretty much just always excited about stuff. And I never really think about stuff critically. Like, I don't really want that to be the shape of the industry. And I think like, maybe I'm just really projecting right now because it sounds like I am, but like, I, I just can't, that can't be the vibe of the entire industry to me. Well, that's not but, who we are anymore, like or, or ever were, right? Mm, you you know what I mean? I don't know. Right? The people who play games were never just that, and, right? And the journalism industry has been at points in in direct line of sight been just that, but like there sure. there have always been folks at the margins, right? 
And like that's right. the whole thing about this era of games writing that we're in and this era of like culture that we're in is that like the margins are starting to like do real shit. And that's why like independent stuff gets me excited. The fucking wholesome direct as an idea gets me excited sure. because it's some yeah. people who are just doing a fucking thing on their own. But we're not talking about like the doing the right thing on their own. Right? We yeah. have systems we're just mimicking the old systems and that's what's the issue for me yeah i guess i guess that's fair i mean like i guess if I, there were maybe a couple of really kind of ragtag indie events and then the rest of it was this kind of like jeff summer of whatever thing like i wouldn't maybe i wouldn't feel as weird about it it is all the stuff on the periphery of just like this outlet grabbed this one thing that they're going to turn into a two-hour presentation where i'm just kind of like like that's that seems really unnecessary it's just more institutions doing shit right that's just like more like it's it's what we've seen is so like what i would want to see and like kind of what you're talking about with the um ghosts of ghosts of tsushima thing right is we're talking about like devs mostly taking control of their own messaging yeah and yeah that's true and like that's that's what i want but yeah. we're not getting that with stuff like the direct. Like, it, well, sorry, the direct, we actually are getting that because it's a collective of devs doing their own thing. But the, sure. like, fucking IGN summer of video games uh, to... to, to did, did Jeff Keighley used to work for IGN? Isn't that, isn't that where he, like... Isn't that, isn't I, you that know the what's, trajectory? You know what's crazy? I couldn't... I actually couldn't tell you. I don't think He was so. with game trailers. He was, he, he, he was like, he was, uh, he, he was like a, a, a paperman. Is he a paperman? Yeah, he did. He did a bunch of. He did G4 some newspaper TV, stuff, but then he was also G four and then and then game trailers. Right, G four and then game trailers. Right. So fucking, you have to. IGN has got to compete with. God, I'm gonna get yelled at for this. Uh, <laughs> no, we won't be yelled at for this. We don't have that much audience overlap. But, um, fucking yeah. Sorry, I just got off in my own head. No, it's it's fine. They should I mean, turn. I, what about this? Hear me out. You just release 12 video games a year. Boom. That's it. One a month. One a month for a year. <laughs> Interesting. How do we decide which ones they are? You, Physical it's, combat. A, it's a race. No. No, 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 no. It's a race. No, it's a race. <laughs> it's a race. We, op- <laughs> we open the website, videogames.com. Okay, well, I can't use that one. We open a website, submityourvideogame.com. And then whoever gets the timestamp in, whoever uploads that EXE first. On the first of each month? Yes. Wow. And that's the okay. one we get. If you don't like the system, come up with something better. <laughs> Classic. Don't fucking be negative unless you've got a good suggestion. I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's this whole thing is tough. Uh it's gonna be fucked up next year when like yeah. IGN is gonna not be able to like sit the fuck down. So what we'll actually have is Yeah on Figueroa. <sighs> They'll actually end up having to close all of Fig, and like IGN's enormous fucking brand activation installation is going to be right next to GameSpot's. It's going to be right next to fucking uh, ours. Like it's just going to be huge, huge, huge outside booths, and then inside of um, E3 is just going to look like the upstairs part at a PAX. So I've, something's just clicked for me. I think. Yeah. So 
this might just be because of the like the circle of publications that we're in, right? We are in fanbite yeah. is in a circle of publications, right? That is like fucking Polygon, Giant Bomb, us, um, Vice Games. There's like a circle of people who have all fucking worked in those areas. We fucking know yeah. people who work at those publications, right? How many people actually engage with E3? Like, when I think about the way, like, I love, I, I wanted, I dreamed about going to E3 for several years. I think about, like, the giant bomb couch. Right? I think about, like, that right. version of E3 where it's, like, long-form interviews with devs, long-form interviews with journalists. Like, E3 is a cultural event that kind of, like, sets the tone for um, this, like, era and area of game spaces. That is, the thing for me is, like, that isn't being replaced here. We don't have, like, yeah. an interesting... Right. It's a really good point for the culture to get rejuvenated in yeah. in, a, in a real way, and like that is that is that's, worrying to me. Yeah, that's the sad part. Like, yeah. I, I think I, but I also crucially, that's just for us. Like, that isn't. Do you think so? I, I think that the 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 circle of, of people for whom that is important is way, 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 way smaller than the circle of people who buy a PlayStation every six years or however yeah. frequently one comes out so they can right. play Madden. Which is, like, right. not to denigrate those folks. Like, I mean, no, no, play no. the video games the way you want to play the video games, but, like, E3, it, for everyone else that isn't us, exists so video games get talked about on the local news when they send their tech correspondent out and they're like, E3 is the video game mecca. This year, Nintendo and Microsoft and Sony are here to introduce their new computer boxes to the masses. It's like, that's what E3 is. Right, that's what right. E3, E3 is. But I think that the the cultural impact, like, I'm not even talking about, like, what is E3 for, like, the, the broader, like, the broadest perspective. I'm talking about, like, on games culture specifically. Right. On, like, the culture of the industry that we have. I, the thing that I'm worried about is what it's going to do to that. Um, and also, like, not to be, like, the fucking networking is important person, but, like, yo, fucking networking at E3 seems really fucking important. Yeah. When I, like, yeah. when I've been hanging out with some of my friends, like, oh, yeah, we met at E3, we met at PAX. And, like, it's this, like, get... group of people <sighs> who have all, like, connected through this. And, like, does that shit really matter? No, but, like, we're talking about... Mm. It, 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 does it matters. It does matter. It, it, first of it all. does. It does feel like like even even as the kind of the indie minded folks like the the wholesome direct folks like even though that is uh, a new thing that like I wouldn't want to go away like I take take the power of doing this in your own hands like yeah. that's cool but but yeah like I guess with with you know the industry's hype man Jeff Keighley and a bunch of the corporations kind of taking the point on all of this it actually with no replacement for kind of meta uh, I'll I'll admit a little bit navel gazy but like important analysis about how things are done mm -hmm. um and without that networking it does feel like everyone that's not at that level is now being maybe shut out of the situation a bit right so that's scary. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think the networking thing is important. I do. It's right. annoying. Like, it's annoying, but it's true, I think. And, like, that shit's, like, important. Like, 
there's like big picture stuff and then there's like important for people's lives shit right right how many how many folks went from journalism to dev side work because of connections they made at like something like e3 because of friendships they made were able to at some point transition from sure. from a, an industry where they were not being able to like live to right. to to, yeah. to like dev side work where they're like doing good work like some of my favorite freelancers are now on dev side because they went to industry events yeah, yeah that's um, true and like sure is that super relevant to the majority of people no but like i think it's still relevant to the way we talk about this stuff and yeah. the way to the way we talk about this stuff right like yeah. us as like a, a group of of sites and people yeah 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 i, I agree well, what a weird it's just a weird summer yeah i there's even like there, there's Wacky. even a part of there's even a part of the way that jeff healy framed it like yeah i just want to like hang out in the summer and like check out new games like that framing sounds cool. Like I get what he's going for. Um, and now, and uh, Nikki, I think you're right. I mean, like, I think like, not that I would want the entire conversation to be centered around this, like one guy, but I do think maybe if the rest of the industry had not just like been like, well, we got to get our piece of this. Maybe I wouldn't feel so weird about it, but I, I do. Yeah. Know. It shouldn't, it, yeah, it shouldn't have. It should have been anyone else but Jeff. But right, of but since course, it was, yeah, it should have been anybody else but Jeff. But since it was, this is where we are. But also, it had to be Jeff, right? Like, yeah, it it had it did. this time. It had to be Jeff because, like, who yep. else could it have been on such short notice? Between like, I don't know the the turnaround time between like. I am 8-bit pulling out of E3 and then E3 canceling, not because, very luckily, they were able to say, not because I am 8-bit pulled out, but because, uh, because there's a, everyone's, very, everyone's sick. very ill. Like, yeah. that was like a four-and-a-half-week window. Like, yeah. I, it, it had to be Jeff Keighley because he's the only person with the money and the resources and connections to get the, that ball moving that quickly. Yeah. Yep. Who else could, could awkwardly pretend to be friends with developers for several years until they put him in their video game and they're like, yeah, look at this weird fucking dude that I know who won't stop following the player around. Oh, weird, wacky. My good friend Jeff Keighley. Um, so no one, No one but Jeff could do that, right? Um, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Just it's turn weird. off the video games. What if we, okay, now I've had another good ah, idea. We turn them okay. off for a year. Kind of like a Fortnite Ooh. situation. A Fortnite situation, but for twelve months. We make for every video year? game Fortnite, and then a we vi- we we oh. turn them off. Yeah. No, not that one. That's a bad idea. I'm saying <laughs> that we have oh, a, a hey, gamers... sorry, fucking idea king over here. <laughs> we have a video game production sabbatical, and everyone kind of just takes a year. And we can finish our backlogs. We can talk about the games that we want to talk about instead of talking about Fortnite Chapter oh 3 or whatever the fuck. I can give anything to talk about the video games I want to talk about. Well, you can't. Sorry, because video games keep coming out. So I hope you like yeah. Warframe 4. No, I do want to talk about Warframe. I'm going to be on the fucking spoiler cast later this week. That's one oh. of the video games. Nikki. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Oh, yeah, that's, exciting. that's very exciting. Please check out our brand new podcast called Numbers Go Up. 
Uh, I'm really excited about that. Did I accidentally talk um, about the Warframe podcast? I'm not supposed to. No, 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 no. Okay, good. All right, goody. Just oh no, sure. no, 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 no. I'm I'm just yeah, I'm just giving people the heads up about something they can look uh, look forward to. Where else can um, people find our podcast, there, John? Well, you can find all of our podcasts at fanbyte.com slash podcast. We have three feeds. There's the fan fight feed, which is for a bunch of shit that you don't care about if you're listening to this, I'm sure. <laughs> but if you love wrestling as much as I do, it's pretty good. Uh, also, the fan width feed, which is, uh, you know, our flagship podcast. It's got fan width on it. So it sounds like based on this week's episode description, real clunker out this week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully. Are we hopefully ending the, the episode? Hopefully, What's happening? Yeah, this is this is this, this is, is how it. we walk this is out. The end of, this is how we walk. This oh, is how we oh, walk. cool. So we're just gonna transition direct, <laughs> direct. Yeah, into yeah. The fucking, Se- okay, yeah. Cool. yeah. Listen, listen, Ren. This is called a segue that Nikki set me up perfectly for. Yeah. So you'll learn it as part of the biz. No, uh, I know the biz. It was le- it was more <laughs> the segue was kind of thrown into the middle of our path. As we were going down like the street in a I, car, and it was like, I, okay, cool. I guess I we're just gonna like, hit this segue at full I, fucking <laughs> at full speed. I think, what, I think what happened is that Nikki and I are both driving the car, and we looked at the we looked at the gas tank, and it's just like it's like it's flashing empty. red. <laughs> and I go, oh shit, oh shit, and then 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 we hit the we hit the segue. Um, oh, listen, fuck. we we've. We've done extensive research, Ren. Our listeners, they really only have about 37 minutes of attention span. We've gone a, an hour oh, and 11. Goody. So, yeah. So, 37 Fair. minutes. Uh, but, yeah, you can uh, no. you can find our podcast at very good places. This is a Fanbyte FM feed, which has, uh, you know, we used to say our short stuff, but let's just be honest, our bullshit on it. It has our bullshit on it. Um, but it's very good. Look out it's for one of my favorite feed. feeds. What? Hmm? Nothing. I, Did you I, say fourth feed? I am. I am not part of the. You're... I am part of the Church of the Fourth Feed. Thank you, Church of the Fourth Thank Feed. Thank you, Church. Four listen, feeds. Listen. A listen. fourth feed from the listen. sky comes down <laughs> and alleviates <laughs> all of the podcast misgivings. <laughs> it would. Uh, it, listen. It would be inappropriate for me to comment on anything editorial, <laughs> strategy-wise, because that's not my department anymore. Right. But I will say that the Church of the Fourth Feed might be feasting someday soon. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, stay tuned for that if that happens. But, uh, Ren Winker, where can we find you online? You were very insightful today. Thank you for uh for <laughs> Yeah, sorry for fucking yelling. Uh, no, you didn't about... yell. I mean, the only one yelling here is Nikki. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the Pope of the Fourth okay? Feed is currently losing his fucking shit over there. Uh, you can oh, find. Oh, bud, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. That one right, was scary. Then. Sorry. We'll just... Yeah, that was no, a little, so that was a little scary. After the after time. the first couple of after the first couple of oh well oh man. Hoofa doofa. Sorry about that one. Just, just cut all that <laughs> out. Well, <laughs> um, I have a very small amount of time for edits, you know, so we'll see. I am uh, the bishop of the fourth feed, bishop of the church of the fourth feed, Ren, uh, Renata Price. You can find me on Twitter at Ren or Raven. Thank you, Ren. Uh, Nikki, besides the hospital, where can we find you? <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Godsua, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Okay. 
And you can, you can find me at Floppy Dolt. You can also find us at Fanbyte Media. Listen, we're going to go ahead and sign off so Nikki can... Uh, I'm dying. I need to nap. I got a nap. dying. Got a nap. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Well, that was nice. Your slice of life just opened our eyes. Good luck, my friend. We reached the end. Let's... Say our goodbyes, fam.